Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. Welcome back to the Pound Perspective, everyone. We are finally here to bring you back the best sports take and opinions on the internet. And like always, if you need to get in contact with me, uh, anything sports-related or production-wise, go to, it's new now, NateDogProductions.com. That is NateDogProductions.com. Two Gs in the dog, no spaces. Don't forget that, y'all. And if you were just listening right here, I'm going to have to change that uh, little intro maybe because uh, I said we, which leads me into the big news of the Pound Perspective. It is now co-hosted by yours truly, Nate Dog, and the one and only Ethan Red Evans. Go ahead and tell me how you feel, Red. What does this feel like for you and how proud of you to get this done? Man, this is awesome. Look, I just want to thank you for making me a co-host. Oh, man, yeah, for sure. Look, last year on this podcast was awesome, man. It was always fun. I loved it. You know, I'm happy to be doing this. and am going to give you all some good stuff to listen to. Oh, you're dang right. You are dang right. It's good to be back. It's been a, a long time away, but, you know, sometimes you got to do that to find perfection. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, you know, let's, let's just give uh, everyone a little bit of a rundown here, what we're going to uh, throw out there, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, have a little bit of a breakdown for the NFL season. Just pretty much everything in general. We don't want to get too nitpicky on the on the preseason games because uh, that's just we don't know who's playing out there and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, but we're just gonna give you all a little bit of a preview for the NFL season and give our early these are preseason award predictions, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, at the end of the episode, you'll have to stick around. I'm not gonna say it right now. But you have to stick around for the big announcement uh, uh, for our next episode. Maybe next episode. At the end of the day, it's a big announcement. Be there. All I'm going to say is, quote, unquote, live stream. That's all I'm going to say. So, But I know what y'all are here for. Y'all are here to hear me and Red give some sports takes and opinions. And, uh, you know, put our opinion out there like people care. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. You know, let's get this thing going. It's it's a simple little uh, conversation we're going to have here, and we're going to start off with these awards because, you know, everyone's uh, everyone's excited about this NFL season. I know I, I am damn ready to get this thing going. Man, uh, me too. You know, you know it, man. And, and, and when you're thinking about this upcoming season, all those questions come in, who's the best, what team's going to be the best. But we're not going to shy away at all. We're not going to start on rookie of the year or nothing. We're going to start on M. MVP, what do you got, Red? Who is your MVP for the 2022-2023 NFL season? All right, real quick, just for the listeners, me and Nathan actually haven't talked about what we have, so this is all going to be kind of raw, you know. Yep. But so, I have two who I think will be at least two of the three or four finalists, all right? Okay. Rolling with Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Okay. Okay, Herbie. But actually, I'm leaning more Herbert. Mm. I really think that that division is just so stacked that no matter how you look at it, there's going to be shootouts. You know, I think that there's going to be just a lot of shootouts, and Justin Herbert's going to have a lot of a lot of not padded stats, but you know, like 
a lot of 300-yard games at oh, least. Yeah. And I really think their receiving core is a lot better than people are saying. I think Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer are really good young guys. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you still got Mike Williams, who you just re-signed. You got Keaton Allen. You get Khalil Mack on defense, so the defense is going to be a little bit better. You bring in Gerald Everett. I mean, it's it's looking good for him, plus he's in his third year. You know, they say the second year is the big jump, but people – I feel like some people thought maybe his second year was a disappointment, a disappointment when really it was just he was already so freaking yeah, good. I mean, his first season was ridiculous. We ain't seen nothing like that. Before, yeah, right? instead so. of going from a, a D to a C plus, he went from a B plus to an A minus A. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so he's already just a freak, and I think this is like him proving like, nah, I'm – I'm one of these generational guys, you know. I'm yeah. I'm here to stay. But also that being said, people were making it seem like, you know, Mahomes is going to just be terrible without Tyreek Hill and mm-hmm. kind of a down year last year. I think this might just be his kind of, you know, prove it, screw you guys. Yep. Like I'm going to get it done with Juju and Miko mm-hmm. Hardman and Sky Moore and Sky Moore and look. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is an underrated pickup. He is. And at the end of the day, you still got Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Yep. Those three, Kelsey, Mahomes, Andy Reid, that's going to be a top five offense. There's just no way around it. Mm-hmm. So, I could easily see him having just – and like I said earlier, that division's so loaded, there's going to be shootouts. And I, I just really see both of these guys having really big statistical years. Mm-hmm. It might come down to, you know, a week 18 matchup yep, to see literally. which one finishes with the better record to see who gets the award. Exactly. And yeah, that was a great breakdown. I love the picks here, uh, Red. And I'm kind of in the same picture here. I, I, I was I was fighting between a bunch of players. So I broke it down to top three for yeah. me. Um, think th- I think everyone knows, even though it wasn't on your list, I think the obvious choice here is Josh Allen. Yeah. And it's, it's his, it's, he's been in the league long enough. He's been now in the – Second biggest game you could probably you could possibly be in in the AFC Championship, and pretty much won the dang game, and you know somehow gave it up. But um, uh, I think Josh Allen, like I was saying, he's just an obvious choice. He's got all the tools. He's the generational talent. He's he's the next line of what a quarterback is supposed to be. You know, he's Big Ben, but a more athletic version of Big Ben. That's all he is. Yeah. And and so when you look at it, you gotta just you gotta admire the talent that guy has. I mean, it's it's. No doubt he might just be the most talented quarterback in the league. Um, he hasn't been able to put it all together when it comes to wins and the awards and and uh, 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 those team victories. But, you know, I thought I just wanted to bring that uh, point home. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I think it's a three-man race. And you might not like my third guy here. Uh, I'm going to start from him. Uh, number three, I'm going, I'm going Derek Carr here. I'm going Derek hey. Carr. It's his time, man. And he, and I really wanted to put it at one, but I thought it was a little too bold. So, I, I stepped hey, back. Real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. I do love the Josh Allen thing. Yeah. My only thing with him, they got to prove it a little bit in the running game. I yep. do like James Cook a lot. Yeah, he's. I've heard a lot of good things about him at camp, too. Oh, yeah. Devin Singletary is legit, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a little bit of fatigue, but I just feel like last year was the year for him to win it. Yep. With Mahomes kind of having a down year and mm-hmm. everything. But it's not that I don't think – Josh Allen 
is just like I think he's on that. He's without a doubt top three, four quarterback oh, yeah. in the league. Oh yeah, and a guy you want for the next ten years, he's got to be on that list. Oh, yeah. I just one thousand percent. I don't know. I guess he's one of them guys where I just gotta see it to believe. No, it. I like that. No, but yeah, dude. He if I had a third in my list, it would be him. Mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I yeah. just wanted to throw that out there. No, no, but, no. I respect that. But Ja Josh Allen, he's that he's that he's that dude. And, oh yeah, it's like exactly like you said. He's just gotta kind of just figure this thing out. He, he's had the opportunities and he just hasn't been able to take them. Yeah. Um, but uh, let, let's hear what you got to say about Carr. I'm interested. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, interested. Derek Carr. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't. You hate know, it, I mean, at the end of the day, he really, honestly, has no excuse. I mean, yeah. he might have the best receiving core when you add a tight end in there in the league. It might, he, it's up there. He's probably got the best route runners in the yeah. league. I mean, Devontae Adams, uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Um, uh, they just picked up another guy, didn't they? At receiver. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on him. But at the end of the day, they're loaded. They're yeah. loaded. They got Josh Jacobs. That's other. They got King and Drake in the backfield. Oh, yeah. It's like they're they got good running backs, good enough running backs in my opinion. You know how uh, old, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Um, yeah, Josh McDaniels. You know how he, yeah he his offense is very um they don't really rely on the big time name running backs. You know over there in New England they had James White and uh, um and, and all those guys from uh, New England and they were um you know just twos in other places, but they were playing one snaps over there, James White and all those guys. And so, you know, I don't think Josh Jacobs is, is not good enough for the job, which I think he's good enough to take that pressure off of old Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And I think the only thing that Derek Carr's problem has been these past few years is that I feel like they've just put a little too much on him. I don't – Derek Carr doesn't have the talent of a Patty Mahomes. He doesn't have the talent of Justin Herbert or, hell, even Tom Brady. But I think he has enough tools if you just – if you just put him in the right system and the right people around him, he could thrive and thrive very well and win games. And I think I think he's got it. If if it's not this year, it's never. You know, so yep. I think he's got to be. I pro- agree. This I is agree with that. He's got to prove a, he's a top ten talent at quarterback position this year if he wants to you know get that big big money. Um, but then at two, I had Patty Mahomes, and then at one, I had Josh Allen. Kept it simple. I didn't want to. You know, I was between Patty and him. I think Patty's gonna. And like you, I did want to come back on that point about you about when you said about Patty. Um, I think Patty's gonna be better this year than Dude, he was I last mean, year. I think, I, I think so he was too. pressing. I think he was too worried about getting the big plays with Tyreek. I think he was too too worried about being flashy. You know, now he's got Juju, a route runner. Sky Moore. He's a he's an Juju, explosive guy. Juju's a dude I could easily see having like hundred catches at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. But for you know. Only eight or nine hundred yards, yeah, exactly. And Ten touchdowns. He might be out there catch guy, you know. Oh you know? yeah, and I mean, dude, I think I agree with you because I feel like he did kind of need to not look deep as much. Yeah. And now you're kind of forcing him to, and I mm-hmm. think he's so talented that Got he'll it. adjust to it. Mm-hmm. Because now you're taking the deep shots with Valdez Scantling and Miko Hardman, who are good, but they're not Tyree. They're guys you want to send on a fly route like. Mm-hmm. Two, three times a game yeah. a piece, maybe yeah. three or four. Like him you don't play action or something, you know. Yeah, or a little quick screen just mm-hmm. to get him. You don't want like him doing what Tyreek was doing. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, those are guys you kind of got to scheme. Yeah, exactly. It's there's only a couple players in this league like Tyreek, and two of them play for the Miami Dolphins, Tyreek and yeah. Waddle. So, you know, and that's a that's a whole other team and whole story over there. But you know, I think that that wraps us up on that little MVP talk there. I th- I think we. uh 
think our picks are pretty solid. I don't think we went too too outlandish yet uh, with these predictions. Uh, but I, I liked your pick and with old, with old, or Herbie and uh, Patty Mahomes. Um, and hopefully Josh Allen can prove me right. Um, but let's move this thing right into the Defensive Player of the Year. Another major award. It could be given out to a thousand different players. But I'm going to start this one off right here and just say it's easy. It's easy to give this one, this award, to the one person every single year. Everyone yep. knows the name, Aaron Donald. Yep. But I think you got to look outside the box here. I think Aaron Donald is done with these. I, I think I think he's going to take time off during the season to a point where he won't be able to get the award. I think he's worried about winning championships now. I don't think he worries about that defensive oh, player yeah. of the year anymore. I mean, the I dude think could. He, I think he knows he's the generational talent. You know, oh, he yeah. is the guy of our generation. So. Um, with that being said, I think the two guys I'm leaning on, your guy from the Dal- Dallas uh, Cowboys, I'm, I'm, lean- I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on Micah Parsons. I, I'm not, I don't want to sleep on Nick Bosa. I don't want to sleep on, on uh, uh, the old Bosa brother. But I, I think if, if Micah has – they've feels like to me that they're finally putting him in a better situation to succeed. Um, I think they just – you know, even though he's a jack-of-all-trades, that dude can do anything he wanted on a football field. I think oh, you yeah. got to center him, put him in a spot, and tell him to do this. And and if you just allow him to just be free in one position, I think he'll thrive. And I think it's, that's what they're going to do with him this year. I think they're going to give him a chance to just you know attack the the uh, the, the um, quarterback and attack the run game. I think oh, he yeah. I think he's got the tools. You know, he definitely has the tools to um, just absolutely wreak havoc on the offense. And I think if Dallas just unleashes him. Don't treat him like a rookie anymore. You know, just tell him, hey, this is this is your defense. At the end of the day, Michael Parsons might be the most talented player on that defense. So I think you gotta tell him that. You gotta be like, hey, it's your time to shine, you know. And um and with him and old Demarcus Lawrence, I think uh that's a nasty little duo y'all got over there. And uh maybe y'all could uh figure out uh some uh, old pass rush and stuff and stop the stop the run game. But uh, I'm I'm leaning on Micah, but not too far behind him is a uh, good old Nick Bosa for the 49ers. What you got? I hear you. Well, man, great minds think alike. Oh, Look, wow. I'm not being a homer or anything, mm-hmm. but I really think Micah Parsons will at least be the number one or two guy mm-hmm. in this conversation. Like you said, Aaron Donald, he's kind of like Rudy Gobert is with yep. Defense Player of the Year. Yep. Like every year you could just give it give to it them to him, yep. and nobody would really be mad. Yeah. But think outside. Like you said, what you said about Aaron Donald makes sense. Mm-hmm. But thing with Micah, man, is he's just so – so a lot of people don't even realize when he was at Penn State, he didn't come off the edge. He was a blitzer. Yep. Okay, so the dude off the edge last season was the first time he's done that since high school. Yep. As a rookie in the NFL, and he is basically the main pass rusher because Demarcus Lawrence goes out early, I mm-hmm. believe, the first game or within the first two or three it was, games. Yeah, it was pretty damn early, yeah. And the dude finishes with 13 sacks. So, it's like with a first-year defensive coordinator, like Mm – and I know he had Randy Gregory. You lose Randy Gregory. That is a big deal. But you bring in Dante Fowler. Yeah, and I like him. Who kind of a – because of Micah getting so much attention, could Mm -hmm. also have a little rebound year. Could. But could also, you know, not even make the roster. Exactly. But Micah, like you said, man, he's just – I think this is – if you didn't already know it, 
even casual viewers will mm-hmm. know, like, this guy's generational. Oh, yeah. He's going to take that, like, Von Miller. Yep. Not quite Aaron Donald, but, you know, Von Miller. Yeah, I think he could be in that class. T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, like, in that category Mm -hmm. if he's not already. Yep. And just with Dan Quinn being there, Demarcus Lawrence will be back full-time. He's not going to have to do uh, as much at linebacker, even though he can. You can kind of pick and choose, like, when to use him. You won't have to use him in certain packages in certain ways. And Dan Quinn, man, uh, I don't know if you heard this, turned down a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. He didn't. So, I do, I you got a really good defensive coordinator coming back. But, yeah, I'm going Micah, baby. Micah all the way, huh? If I had to have a dark horse, honestly, I think Khalil Mack is a guy who could like fly that. under the radar. I like that. He's with the uh, Chargers, Chargers yeah. yeah. And Derwin James is also another guy. He's also – he got a – Another contract. I like Derwin, okay. I can't remember if his contract extension was yesterday or It today. was. I think it was yesterday. But he's another guy, man. Just I could see just completely being the best safety in football. He's got to stay healthy. That's his yeah. only thing. He hasn't been able to been on the be on the field long enough. But Oh yeah. But I like that. Number one man, I, I gotta roll Micah. I Micah. mean he's just I like it. I think the different him being generational and him just being like good mm-hmm. or like really really good but not great is either going to mean Dallas finish second in the division or is the top two or three team in the NFC. Yep. I really think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day I think those offense will figure it out. It won't be as lethal as it's been maybe the last couple of years with the passing game and stuff, but um, I think everything that rests on the Dallas Cowboys' shoulders is if the defense can stop teams, if they're good enough to win games. Yeah. I think the defense has to win y'all some games. That can't win y'all every single game. No quarterback can win you every single game, you know? And I mm-hmm. think if you'll have what, what we think y'all have over there with Micah, you know, a guy that can break any game if he wants to, you know, uh, it might be the final piece of the, the puzzle on y'all's defense. But, yeah, I think we completely agree on the defensive player of the year. I think – Think it might be his uh, opportunity to you know shine. You know, it usually that's a young a young man's award because didn't TJ win it last year? Yep. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a young player award, and and know. that's another guy, dude. And like, he and he could easily just take that award again, you know. Yeah. No one's stopping him. So, um, but yeah, defensive player of the year that's gonna be up in the air, but uh, that'll be a fun one to keep an eye on. But let's keep this thing moving along too. Coach of the year. This one's a weird one for both of us. We looked at the odds, you know, when we were doing our research. And, man, I got to disagree with some of the odds, man. Yeah. I, got, I got to. I don't, I don't know some how Brandon Staley's number one, man. Whew, that that surprised me. It's got to surprise me. I, he's up there. I think he could easily win it, but I just don't. Uh, I'm not even that big of a fan of the guy. But besides the point, who do you have as your coach of the year? So... I kind of have a top three. Oh. All right, and I guess I'm higher on Brandon Staley than you, honestly. I think you are, yeah. But I will say, so in my top three, I have Staley, John Harbaugh, and Matt LaFleur. Okay, okay. But my thing with Staley, you saw, like, late game, he was was just bad in some spots. Like, just – just at late game decision making and play calling, like he was just, just bad. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, he's in his second year now. He's got freaking Justin Herbert. That team, if you look at the roster, is just stacked. Stacked. Um, I think that, you know, a year under his belt, almost making the playoffs, I think with how being on a pedestal he is, mm-hmm. he's either got to – if he can live up to what he's – I don't think he should be the favorite. I honestly don't. Okay. But just – I think with – how talented that roster is mm-hmm. and how good that division is. If they finish one or two in the division, I think he's definitely going to be in that conversation. Okay. John Harbaugh, I think with a healthy Lamar, Cleveland taking a step back this year probably. He's just one of them guys, man. He's always going to be – he's like a Mike Tomlin. He's like, if good. he wins it, he's if his name's in the hat, you're never surprised. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's just – they're always so – they just have a culture in Baltimore mm-hmm. that defense is going to be disciplined like they always are. The offense will be disciplined. He's just a guy – I could easily see them having the best run game in football and, you know, being 12-5, and 13-4, and four, and him winning coach of the year. Yeah. And then Matt LaFleur, I think, is a way better coach than people give him credit for. He's, he's grown on me over these years, too. I love Aaron, but – also, like, Matt LaFleur is a good coach. Mm-hmm. I think losing Nathaniel Hackett was bad, but I don't think it was that bad yeah. as what people were making it out to be. So I think without Devontae Adams, without taking a receiver in the first round, mm-hmm. if the Packers can still win that division, I think I think his name should be in that top two or three more than the other two. Okay. If, if they can win that division, I think his name should be. Definitely at the top, if not one or two. I like it. I like it. I like the Matt LaFleur one, mostly. That one's, And then, real quick, a dark horse, dark horse. Mm. Not just going off the hard knocks hype, man, but Dan Campbell is a dark horse. He's always been one of my favorites, man. And look, will the Lions win the Super Bowl? Mm. No. But if they can win eight or nine games, you can't maybe sneak into a wild card in that division. If they're the second seed in that second seed in that division, it's hard not to give Dude, it to them. Dude, I don't. Yeah, if they have a good defense, good offensive line, because their like, rosters, we talked about this. The roster's day. great. It's not a bad freaking roster. Their roster is awesome. It's probably man. a top fifteen roster if you yeah. look at it. You know, people can say what they want about old Jared Goff. I I think he's at, at least top, you know what you're getting. You're getting a top twenty quarterback. You're not getting yeah. the worst quarterback, but you're not getting you know the, the best. Obviously, you're getting like. Uh, a guy like a great, who went to a Super Yeah, a great value yeah. Kirk Cousins. How about that? I, yeah. That's what I would say about A him. B Kirk Cousins. Yeah, B, B Kirk Cousins. That's exactly it. Yes. But, no, I I, I, I did not do your top three like you did here. Uh, I was pretty sure fired on one guy. I, I liked him. I've liked him since the offseason started. I've been riding this train for a second. Uh, I, I'm, jo- I'm joining the Josh McDaniels train, man. Raiders all the way. You know, I think Man. I think it's his time. It's his time to prove that he's the head coach. I'm not big on McDaniel's, man. Yeah, yeah. I just he had a chance already. I, I mean, it's not like I don't think you should get a second chance. Okay. But I think it's the NFL. Like, if you get a second chance in the NFL, that better not mess it up. Yeah, you better not mess you it up. You ain't getting another chance. And just his second chance being in a division that good. It's a tough division. I just think he's a little inconsistent as a coach. Okay. I'm going to have to see it, but 
he's one of them. He's one of them dudes. There's really no in between. He's either going to be a top eight coach in the league mm. or a bottom five. Yep. There's no in between. And if there. he sucks with this team, then yeah, he's terrible. He's not made for this. Because yeah. the team is like we said with a bunch of all these teams, they're loaded. They're ready to go. But they just got a oh um uh the guy from the Arizona the um. Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. And you get Chandler Jones with a old um, with Max Crosby on the other side. Their defense looks good. I like I like their corner Abraham. Um, like we've already talked about the offense. It's the, the offense line's better. You know, I just think if this is like one of those awards where you know they really like to give it to a new guy, right? Yeah, they do, and they love to give it to the new face, the new craze. Uh, you know. Andy Reid could win this award whenever he probably wanted to. Bill Belichick yeah. could have won it every single year that the Patriots were great. You know, um, you know, it, there's just coaches in the like Mike Tom, like you said, John Harbaugh. There's just guys out there that just they can win it any year. Yeah, and I think you know the NFL loves a new face, a new person. So I think if it's gonna be anyone this year, I think it's gonna be like one of these younger guys or the new a new hire. Um, like a Brandon Staley just got hired the other last year. Um, maybe like a um, um, not just to, um, trying to throw some names out here. I'm just I'm kind of drawing a blank. But at the end of the day, it's I got you. It's it, I think it's gonna be you know they're gonna stick with a guy that just got a job. I think that's gonna yeah. be uh, in the voters' minds. So that's why I was kind of leaning on the Josh McDaniels. I'm honest, trying to bet it. I didn't. I was never the biggest fan of him in New New England. I'll say that. But um, I always thought that. If he just got an opportunity to get out of there and get, like, with a different organization, different culture maybe, then maybe he could create something on his own. And I'm just going to ride the train. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I got you. Josh McDaniels will be coach of the year this year. I got you. That's from Nate Dog. But, yeah, I think that will wrap us up on the coach of the year. We're going to move this one straight to what I said earlier, rookie of the year. Now, this one's hard. This, this one's, is hard. This one's a up in the air. This is not an easy rookie of the year pick here. Um, it, it was one of those weird cla- draft classes where, you know, even uh, uh, there's no big quarterback names. I mean, Kenny Pickett is good, but we don't even know if he's going to play a snap this year. Yeah. Um, same with Desmond Ritter and and uh, um, McLeek Willis and and um, and the other guys that were drafted. Uh, Sam, Sam Howell, Howell, exactly. So all these guys that are good, but they're not going to be starting. So it's hard. You can't really. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to lean into that. Um. It's it seems like it's going to be a skilled player uh, who's going to win this uh, win this award like uh, like we said uh, either probably a receiver defensive end or or a corner or something like that so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna stick uh, to my to my ropes here hometown my team no bias in this one at all I promise Chris Olave will okay. win rookie of the year okay here's my reasons why Chris Olave in my opinion was the most NFL ready receiver. Maybe behind his teammate Garrett Wilson, uh, they played together. I do you one better. Who? I think Olave is the best receiver in the draft. Mm. Hey, I, I'm not not discrediting it, discrediting that one bit. I think there was uh, the two guys that got picked ahead of him were very explosive, so I'm not mad they got picked. I like Drake London, but I think he's a little raw. But um, he's just a little one dimensional. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It's like I want to see it. You know, it's one of those see it, believe it kind of players. Um, he, he only played at USC. He didn't play crazy time. I mean, he, he he did what he needed to do, but nothing wild. Um, but, yeah, get back to the point. 
like I said, I like you said too, maybe he's the best he was the best in the draft. He doesn't have to be the number one, not worried about being the number one. He has Michael Thomas, he's got Jarvis Lanzer to help teach him, he's got uh more veterans on the team to help him. Uh, so he doesn't have to worry about being the number one guy, the, the new face of a franchise. He's just coming into a culture that's already set, uh, which will just upgrade his confidence, in my opinion. And he is impossibly, possibly, because we we know everyone knows that John Payton is gone. Um, he could he is possibly in a very lethal offensive system because at the end of the day, if it's John Payton's system, even though he's not calling the plays, it's still a very, very, very lethal offensive system. Uh, that's run by a gunslinger, uh, Jameis Winston. So, he, in my opinion, I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities to, you know, rack up the yards, rack up the catches. And bold prediction, he might, he might be our reception leader at the end of the year. I'm between reception leader or yards leader. No, scratch that. Touchdown leader. Neither one. Touchdown leader over everyone else on the Saints. Receiving touchdown leader for our team over Mike say, Thomas. I, I could definitely see him. Leading in touchdowns. Yeah, Mike's probably going to get the catches. That's what Mike does. Mike's just Or Jarvis. Either. Jarvis is, you know, he's just one of those route runners. I'm, uh, our, our receiving core is very interesting. It's it's like, I, I'm not it's sure. It's not really deep speed. It's not deep speed. There's no, like, burners besides Deontay Harris. Yeah. And by the end of the day, Deontay Harris is only 5'9". So, yeah. you can only do so many things. you got to be wide open for him to be a threat down the field. Um, y'all, y'all are, or the Saints are definitely built to. Play great defense mm-hmm. and control the ball. Control the ball. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're playing the, we're playing some old school football over here with the Saints. But we battle the point. Chris Olave, I think he's got all 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 the attributes you need to be a rookie of the year. All the attributes to be a possible Pro Bowl NFL player this year. Um, uh, but just to wrap up my point, Chris Olave, rookie of the year. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well. Like you said, honestly, I think this is the hardest category to pick. Easily. Um, just because they – it's usually a quarterback-driven award, but mm-hmm. with literally all these quarterbacks potentially not even starting. Mm-hmm. If Kenny Pickett starts more than ten games, I think it kind of goes to him automatically as long as he's not – like Yeah, that's probably fair. Just horrible. Yeah, just terrible, yeah. But I'm actually going to go with Traylon Burks. I think oh, oh, that's a bold one. I love that, actually. So I think Alave is the better receiver overall. Mm-hmm. But let me read this to you. Who do you think the third receiver on the Titans' depth chart is? Oh, jeez. Oh, Lord, there is no dang telling. Let me think here. A.J. Brown's out of town, so he's definitely uh, – that was, his, that was the Num- big. I'll give you a hint. Number one is Robert Woods. Oh, that's right. They did get Robert. Number two is Traylon Burks. Number three is Nick Westbrook Ikhine. I would have been here for years. Okay. No disrespect. but No disrespect to him because his numbers <laughs> aren't bad. But he's a number three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very. Traylon, Robert Woods is good, but. Robert's a two. Yeah. Robert's a championship two, three. And I think I really think with Ryan Tannehill, say he gets injured, or say Malik Willis is stepping up, mm. there's going to be one constant between whoever's throwing the ball. It's going to be the big guy. Yep. And Traylon Burks is a guy, especially if they use him the way he was used in college. Mm-hmm. In college, they would just get him the ball as quick as possible. possible. Let him run because he's yeah. massive, but he also can run four four speed. You know. Yeah. So I mean, if you're 
no matter who's at quarterback, if you just want to get the ball out fast to somebody, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's at quarterback nope. usually. Yep. I think he's going to get a lot of looks, and the Titans I think won't be bad. And like I said, just with no clear-cut quarterbacks, mm-hmm. these receivers are kind of iffy, and I think he – while he's not the best of the rookie receivers, I think he's going to get the most opportunity. I like that. And then my second pick is Brees Hall. The only reason I'm not quite as big on the Brees Hall stock as other people is because I still really like Michael Carter. Yeah, that's from North Carter is still over there with the Jets. Yeah, that's right. I actually really like him. They might split carries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Brees Hall is more of like a. I think they could use him more of like a, more of like a Nick Chubb type. Yeah, I was thinking more of a power kind of guy. Yeah, and then between the tackles, but even though he plays a little bit more like Kareem Hunt, I guess. Mm-hmm. But and then Michael Carter can kind of be like a like a Danny Woodhead, mm-hmm. Darren maybe like a uh, kind of more Darren Sproles. I like that. Or like a prime like Philip Lindsay, somebody Ooh, like that. I like that, yeah. But yeah, Brees Hall is slippery, man. Like mm-hmm. I think if he does by week three or four get most of the reps on the first team at running back, mm-hmm. I think he could easily have, you know, 16, 17, 100 total yards. Yep. You know, 11 or 112 rushing yards, four or 500 catching yards. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's the real deal, but also I like Michael Carter. So yep. that's why I think. I think Burks is going to be my Burks. number one. I like that. Now, I, I'll tell you that. I've been looking at the fantasy, like, rankings and stuff, and one guy that's flying up them boards is Brees Hall. He's yeah. Been, apparently, he's getting more carries and stuff practice, I think. So, um, he's an interesting guy. He's one of those guys you just kind of interesting to see if he could, uh, you know, explode into, you know, one of those big-time running backs because uh, – you know, he's been he's been in college for a minute. You know he's been oh, yeah. debating this for a minute. So and then plus I hate to say it, but because I am I do like Zach Wilson, but the Jets probably aren't going to be leading a lot. Mm-mm. So there's a lot of chance. You know, second half of the game he may only get a couple looks Carries, because they're yeah. down by 21 yeah. at the start of every fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Joe Joe Flacco's going to carry them to the championship. Oh yeah, and Mike White. Yeah, you're, and my, you're actually you're right. Mike White should be. They're starting. both going to get fifty percent of the reps. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, I think Burks is a is a solid pick. I remember watching him in Arkansas. He played they, when they played uh, Alabama last year. Man, that deck guy, he is a freak of nature. Oh, yeah. He can run. He can catch. He can body someone, and, and, and he just does a little bit of everything. He's kind of that, that prototypical kind of receiver you want now. Um, very similar to Devontae, but I think he's a little bit bigger, like swaller. But, uh, yeah, I like that. Rookie of the year. I like that all the way. Let's keep this train moving along, and we're going to get into the best offensive prediction. What team do you think will, be ha- will have the best offense in the league, Red? So... This is this was also very very tough. It was. I have a list of five. Ooh. All right, I have a top three. Okay. And then two that are like I don't really think, but I wouldn't be that surprised. Okay. All right, the top three, I think, are going to be the Bengals, the mm-hmm. Bills, and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Just they're all pretty loaded. Okay. We already talked about the Chiefs' offense a lot. You know, you still got underrated deep threats, in yep. my opinion, mm-hmm. even though you lose Tyreek. But a coach like Andy Reid, 
It's just he's Andy Reid. Yep. The Bills, you have Josh Allen. I think you got to prove it a little bit in the running game, but I do like James Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, O.J. Howard was a really good signing for them, I think, at tight end. That's right. They did get O.J. And then – and then they also got Jamison Crowder, who's I knew like about that. He's like the he's a pretty solid slot. Yeah, receiver. he's like he's like the prototypical like third, third yeah. string guy. You know, he, you kind of want that guy. He's a good Cole Beasley. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect guy. Yeah, and then um, the Bengals, man. I mean, you got Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. I think I I really can't tell if that dude is like a great coach or not. Yeah, <laughs> but. You still got him. He's at least good, you know. Got to the Super Bowl, so. You got Joe Mixon, hopefully for a full season. Mm-hmm. You know, if those were that receiving core is probably the best top two or three in the league. Yeah, it's lethal. They're deep. If they don't have any injuries, I think any of those three, then I could also see the Rams or the Chargers. Just because the Rams, a healthy Cam that. Akers. Mm-hmm. Look, you lose Robert Woods, but you bring in Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. You got Cooper freaking Cup, who yep. everybody saw what he did last year. Matthew Stafford, yeah, he threw a lot of picks. He also threw a lot of freaking touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And it was his first year in the offense. New system, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you still got Sean McVay, who I don't think I'd get along with, like, Outside of football, but mm-hmm. you can't deny the dude knows how to draw plays. Oh, he knows football. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, man, the Chargers are just a dude like Justin Herbert. Their offense was already good last year. If they can really use him like the way he's meant to be used, mm-hmm. let him air it out a little bit yep. more. Besides, it's almost like they – like people were saying last year, like, oh, he's – throwing these short passes too hard. Like, receivers were literally saying he's putting too much Must heat on him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, dude, because he wants to air it out. Like, yeah. Let the dude throw. He's got a freaking cannon. Yeah, let him on. throw it 40 times a game. Let mm-hmm. him do what Josh Allen's doing. Yeah, exactly. Just That's, maybe with a little bit player. more run game. Yeah. But really, any of those five, I am a Dallas fan. You know, I love I Dallas. Think they'll be up there for sure. They will. I think they'll – I still think they'll probably – I think they'll finish top ten for sure. I still think they'll finish top eight maybe, top six maybe. But those first couple weeks, the receiving core is going to be a little depleted. But, yeah, really any of those top five, and I wouldn't be surprised I like that. I didn't go top five. I did a uh, top three. I know who my favorite is. Um, I'm going to start with my top three here. Probably going to go three is the Chiefs. Um, uh. There's not much to say. I've already said a lot. Uh, you know, it's Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid, yep. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be good. Claude Edwards, Eagler, if he's healthy, you know, they're just going to be good. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, yep. It, 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 that's a good land for them. I, I've always thought he was underrated. Um, at three, I mean, at two, I got the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. He's a stud. He's 80% of their offense. Hopefully they can cut that down about 60 because they really need – Help from others, yeah. Um, but you know they're 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 lethal. Stefan Diggs is that dude. I like the Gabriel kid. Um, they made some good uh, acquires uh, uh, um, acquisitions during the off season with like James Cook, like you said. I think their running game is going to be a little bit better. Well, I don't think it's going to be top ten or nothing, but they don't need a top ten run game. They need a top 
yeah, fifteen top twenty run game, you know, yeah. something that's just respectful, um, to help Josh. And then number one, you said it, but it wasn't on your top three. Um, even though I've I've given him a lot of a lot of a lot of um, you know, backlash throughout this episode, I'm I'm leaning on the Los Angeles Chargers here. I got you. You know, and uh, that's why I liked your Herbie pick because um, I love Herbert. Ah, uh, he is he is something else to watch. You know, um, I just think that they have the deep, uh, the deepest and the most talented offense when it comes to every position. When you just look at it from top to bottom, every single position's filled um, with at least almost Pro Bowl talent on offense. I mean, Justin Herbert's Justin Herbert. You got. Keenan Allen, who everyone, when you're asking all these receivers in the league who's top 10 and top five receivers, he's always in that top five list. Oh, yeah. People don't give him his respect. Some people put him at two. It's like, I res- like this guy's one of the best route runners of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. For four or five years, he was easily the best in the league. Yeah, exactly. Route runner. And, and so and he's he's still there. And then they re signed, like you said, Mike Williams. And I think he's underrated as all oh, get out. That dude is a monster. Um, Big, strong, fast receiver. This does does it all for him. Um, yeah, fantasy steal as well. Oh, um, yeah. uh, and and then Austin Eckler, if he can stay healthy, he is a top ten, possibly top seven, top five running back in the league. If he can stay healthy, like his that. production his, is is lethal. And you know he's also a fantasy god too. But I think if it works out perfectly, I think the best possible offense would be the Los Angeles Chargers. As of today, it would probably be the Bills. I would say yeah. the Bills and Chiefs. But I think by the end of the season, I think the Los Angeles Chargers will have the best all-around offense. I love their scheme. Yeah, I got you. Yep. All right, yeah. I think that breaks down the offense for us, and now we go into the defense, which is not much easier, but I think it was pretty easy for me at least. We'll break it down. We'll start with you on this one. What is your best defense for the 2022-2023 season, Red? So, I do have kind of a top three, but I think the number one has got to be the Bills. Okay. Look, man, you add Von Miller. Okay. All right. You already have freaking Gregory Rousseau. Mm-hmm. Who a lot of people forgot about that guy, but I think with Von Miller, if Russo can't prove to, you know, be a 6-7 sack guy with – Von Miller taking most of the pressure yep. off, then you can get into him being a bust. But mm-hmm. I personally think he'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I think he's a really good team. Being opposite Von Miller. You still got Jordan Poyer. Mm-hmm. You got Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. You got Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds at linebackers. You know, which those guys aren't amazing, but mm-hmm. they're good linebackers. Good. You got – Probably the best safety duo. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the safety duo is something else. And, you know, the secondary for the Bills was number one in the league last year. Tredavious White tours ACL yeah. on Thanksgiving. Now, he didn't even play the whole season, exactly. So you get him back, and then plus you get the dude they drafted, uh, what's his name, uh, Kair Alam, uh, yep. Alam mm-hmm. something. Drafted him first round as your in other Florida. corner. Yep. So – Dude, I think they got to be the clear cut. Plus, that offense is so good. This defense might not be on the field a lot. I exactly, mean. exactly. That's how, and that's how they were ranked number one last year. Is that they just didn't have to do anything? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just played good. They were scoring every single time and just played decent defense. You're going to cripple a team in the first quarter, you know? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like that. I think that they're definitely you know 
I think there's two teams. This is as unbiased as it gets. I think it's definitely the the, the Bills and the Saints. I yeah, think the those, Saints were my my number two. I think there. those were uh, those are the two best defenses. I don't think anyone could get a, go around it. I think you could throw the 49ers in there. I yeah. like the 49ers if they just can stay healthy. Yeah, that's the thing. Who was your third team? The 49ers. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, uh, it's. It, I think the defenses are very. Very um, predictable this year, at least the top. I don't know about you know after that, but yeah, it's so up in the air right now with all the new um, new teams and new players. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to depth, I think the Bills are definitely going to beat the Saints. Uh, I do think the Saints may have uh, more like ones that are better. Yes, yeah. you could say. Like I think more stars. I, yeah, I, I think you could easily say Marshawn and Tre'Davious White both out there, are pretty dang close. Like, oh yeah, it's hard to pick either or who's better, um, and and that could go either way. Um, and Von Miller's at the end of his career, Cam Jordan also at the end of his career. Both dudes are pretty much, you know, legends of the game. They both in the hundred t- sacks in their careers. You know, um, um, we did get. We did lose Marcus Williams with the Saints, but we we replaced him with Marcus Mays. Marcus Another, Mays is a pro good. bowler. You know, he's not maybe he's not Marcus Williams, but maybe he can make a tackle on a Stephon Diggs when he was on the you know the Vikings uh, uh, his rookie year. But uh, but and, I, and and then you get Tyron Matthew, and, and yeah. some people say he might be overrated. Maybe he's a little overrated, but I still think when it comes to just experience, I don't know if you could have got a better player when it comes to Tyron Matthew. He's a dog. He's from New Orleans. He wants to play here, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think at worst he he's going to be above average. Yeah, like, and a good leader. Yeah, he's at least at least a locker room leader. And yeah, CJ Gardner Johnson. You got Demario Davis. Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo has showed up during uh, camp. I've heard he looked great in the preseason game. I, we watched. It was it it it, it just comes down to. Um, who can stay the healthiest and and, and, and which team uh, has the most help on the other side because at the end of the day, everyone knows the Bills have a better offense than us. Tell you another guy for the Saints. Chesson. Mm-hmm. Clavion Chesson. Yeah, Chesson. Yeah. Dude, I think, look, I don't know if you can officially call him a bust, but I think that's a dude who, if he can even be somewhat as good as people thought he could be, mm. Then that elevates the Saints, I think. Well, who did you say? Chase on? Yeah. I think he's on the Jags. He played for LSU. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know why I thought the Saints for that. I thought you said, I thought you were talking about someone else. I thought you were talking about Passigno, which is also, he's a backup. He's a, I like him a lot. He's been coming up the last couple of years. I got you. I don't know why I was, I guess because the LSU. LSU must have been that. Um, but no, yeah. I, I just like our team overall. Um, we, maybe you're thinking of Marcus Davenport. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the one. They mm-hmm. compared him to uh Yep. To Marcus Ware. Yep, that's exactly yep. who it is. Yep. Yeah. He looks very similar to him too. He's, he's got that big body. Yeah. Know? Um and then we also have Peyton Turner who's hopefully he'll come in, come to his own cuz we drafted him last year in the first round and he got hurt. So. I think that's actually who I was thinking of. Maybe it was Peyton, Peyton Turner. Turner. But it's either or. Yeah, he's a defensive end as well. Uh and he's a beast as well. Yeah. Um but, yeah, I think we've got – if we just stay healthy, you know, I think our leadership could make us the best defense in the league. But you can't disrespect the Bills with the Von Miller pickup and Sir Davis White coming back. They're with, with a great coordinator over there, too. And um, it's going to be fun to see. I've been, oh, yeah. I've been debating who the two best ones were. Obviously, my bias is going to maybe pick the Saints. But 
I respect the Bills because last year they were number one and they just got better over the offseason. So it's yeah. it's almost impossible not to say they're going to be number one uh, this coming up season. But, yeah, I think that breaks it down for us for the defense. We're going to shift away from awards and uh, per, uh, I would say, predictions when it comes to that stuff. We're going to get into some unexpected arrivals for this year. We're going to pick a team and a player that we do not expect, that no one expects to be amazing or good, but we, me, and Red believe that they will be pretty good next year. Who do you got for your team, Red? Dude, so we've already talked about it. It might be kind of a popular pick, but I think the Lions have a chance to – I really think the Lions have a chance to finish second in that division and get a wild card spot. I really do. But also another team I could see is the Raiders. I could – which – not that people don't think that, but I could it's a tough easy, division. Yeah, I could easily see them winning that division. But I mm-hmm. could the thing is I could see them finishing last. Last, too. exactly. It's just, it's that easy. It's literally that easy. Yep. Yeah. And then another team, I really think the Jaguars I don't think look, I don't think the Jaguars are gonna win ten games or nothing. I don't even think they will finish second in their division unless the Titans have some injuries or something mm-hmm. or the Colts, but I think you could see, like, finally a rebuild, yep. like, get started in the right way. They needed it so bad. They said it's been so much better now. Yeah, I don't think eight wins is crazy for them, honestly. I, I, and that would definitely make them an unexpected rival because no one thinks they're going to do that. So, yeah. I think they'll – I like that. I like the Jags pick. It's it's one of those teams that just they need to make a restart. Now, I think Doug was a good guy for them. Yeah, I like Doug Peterson, yeah. too. But, yeah, I like that. I'm actually going to stay in the division, uh, for, like, with your first pick. I'm going to go Vikings here. I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings. Got I've got some history with I them. I do like the Vikings. I like the Vikings. I think Kirk's, you know, good enough to win games. I think if Dalvin's healthy, it's we, it's like beating the same drum, all these guys being healthy. But Dalvin, if Dalvin can stay healthy, he's a top five running back. It's either going to be them or Green Bay yeah. in that division. And I think this is the one year that Green Bay is vulnerable, you know. You know, they might actually not win that division. Um but, yeah, I, I like what they did on defense. Uh, I think it was time to move on from their coach. Uh, uh, wasn't it Zimmer? I think that was the other yeah. guy. Um, I think it was definitely time to move for off from him. Uh, who did they actually hire again? It was the guy from the uh, the um, the Rams, right? Yeah. Off as a coordinator for the Rams. I the, the uh, Kevin name. O'Connell, yeah, I think that, is his that's name. that's what it was, right? Yeah. Um, I like him. I, I thought it was a guy from the Rams. I like him a lot. It'll help yeah. the offense, you know. Instead of making it such a, um, I don't know. I, don't, I just didn't get their offense with Zimmer. I never understood what their offense was. Yeah, I don't. And he's think such he a defensive mind of coach, so it's like whatever. You know, he didn't kind of just didn't feel like he cared. Uh, so I think it was just time for a culture change, a culture just reset. They they were close to his championship a couple times with Zimmer, never could get it done. It's a new era with the Vikings, and you know, I like Kirk. You might hate me for saying that. I, I, I think Kirk can be a top ten quarterback if he wants to be. Dude, I like Kirk. Look, Bill Simmons says this all the time. Mm-hmm. He should just be the dude that, like, literally only plays for a team for one year. Because, mm-hmm. dude, if you're the Steelers last year, oh, how excited are you to have Kirk? Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Oh my god! If you're the Vikings this year with Woo-hoo. Kirk Cousins, you're easily finishing second in that division, yeah. if yeah. not first. Yeah, you should be. You should be. If you're the freaking Colts last year with oh, Kirk God. Cousins. They would have killed Washington. Yeah, you might go to the freaking divisional round. Yep. Carolina. 
Yeah, just give me a couple teams. Come on, there's a bunch of them. At the Seahawks. Saints last year. Saints Kirk last year. Cousins. Once we lost Jameis, I would have killed to have Kirk. Come on. Yeah, Kirk. Like, Kirk is good. Kirk's the guy that you're okay with with any team, but if you're gonna pick a guy, he's not gonna be your first pick. Uh, I think Kirk can get the job done. He might even be in the MVP conversation. I mean, his yeah. numbers last year were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, over was over 4,200 yards, 33 passing touchdowns, seven picks. It's like. That's pretty solid. Oh, yeah. You don't bump up those touchdowns. And he's not like he's a young guy. No. Right? Uh, he's been around the block. <laughs> his he, peak is over. His peak is over. He's made his bag. This was yeah. his bag. The Vikings were his bag. He's gone after this year probably, you yeah. know. Um, but I, I like the Vikings. I think they're going to surprise some teams and surprise some teams enough to even maybe make the playoffs. Uh, that's uh, 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 my little prediction for that team. I think they're going to just – you know, surprise some teams get that second in the division. Maybe one. I'm not I'm not uh, that sold yet, but uh, I think they'll make the playoffs. But, um, yeah, that's my team. Uh, I like your team as, uh, as well. Move on to the player here. This one was a little bit harder because um, there's so many players. But uh, I'm going to start this one off. I've been I, – I, it was one of the first names that popped up when I, when we had this on, on, on the script. I was just – I, I, I got to go with this guy. I've liked yeah. him since day one. Uh, once he moved, got, went out there with Miami with his uh, coach, Raheem Mostert. I guess I you. think this guy could come out if he's healthy. It's like same drum again, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> if if he can just be on the field, this guy, I think he can easily be a top ten running back and a fantasy legend at that. I think you know I like Chase Edmonds. He's out there too, and Miles um, Gaskins. I think those are three great running backs. Solid yeah. Sony Michelle too. Four four solid running backs out there in Miami. So it's going to be a, maybe a, a touches problem might be a thing. He might not get all the touches, but I think as the season progresses, they might see the production out of the guy. I think they're going to realize that this guy can do a little bit of everything. You know, he's a young, young, young star from the 49ers. He's with his coach from over there. You know they're going to run the ball with Miami. You know that they're going to play that system that he was in, that speed offense with a speed run game. Um, so – I think Raheem Mostert busts on the scene. I think he could prove that he's a top ten running back this year, and uh, maybe a fantasy guy that I'm going to pick up in the in the later rounds. I got you. Yeah. So who you got, Red? Well, as a Dallas fan, I would say Tony Pollard, but I think I like that. I think a lot of people already kind of expect him because mm-hmm. he's going to be used in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually write this down, but just. As we've been talking, I've thought about it. What about Travis Etienne? Ooh, ooh. I could see him ooh. if they use him the way that, like, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. which obviously I'm not a coach, but in the way, like, he just seems like you could use him. Like, yeah. a lot of ways, like, Dallas uses Tony Pollard. Yes, like, yes. A little bit like Washington uses, uh, what's uh, his Gibson. name? Or J.D. McKissick. McKissick, okay, yeah. Use him kind of like that in the receiving game, but also let him run, like, deep routes, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags are really good, or not really good, but use him in a really good way, right. you know? Yeah. But that's just a dude I was thinking about. I like that, ETN. I didn't even think about him. I was also thinking, man, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, like I said hey, earlier. Yeah. I You're could right see now. him being a dude who – doesn't get a whole lot of catches, but averages a lot of yards. Yeah, he could be like averaging 20, 25 yards a yeah, catch or exactly. something, you know? He could be like a, a worse Deshaun Jackson. Obviously yeah. not that fast, but somebody kind of like Still that. Still super explosive, though. And and he's then, bigger. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, so oh, he's yeah. He's not small. And then, man, this is going to sound crazy. All right? Okay. I don't know why I'm beating this drum. Okay. Noah Fant. Hey. 
Look, hey, when you look at it on paper, they still got DK Metcalf. They still got Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. But do you know that the Seahawks were like very? They wanted Noah Fant like bad. That's all they wanted from yeah from the in that deal. They yeah. wanted to include him for. I think because they thought we might lose DK, mm-hmm. but also because, hey, if we don't, this is a guy people aren't looking at that I think by the end of this year will be a top five or six tight end in the league. Exactly. He was so good in college. He's a dude. He's he's just going to get, no matter if Drew Locke's at quarterback or Gino, Gino Smith, whoever, I think he's going to be a reliable target. Mm-hmm. And get a lot of touchdowns. I really think so. I like that. Calling it now, though, Gino's going to be a starter. I like hey, Gino. Either way, they're not making the playoffs. They ain't doing, so no, they ain't doing nothing. They ain't going to do it. It's damn like thing. either way, it's like, you know, <laughs> you're okay. going from a crappy sandwich to a slightly <laughs> less crappy sandwich. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It ain't going to matter. It ain't going to matter. No, I like that, though. Noah Flant, I haven't even thought about that guy since he's been drafted. Yeah. I, w- I don't want to say he's a bust because when he's on the field, he's been he's been pretty damn good. But and then, and then this is a dark horse. I'm not going to talk about this. Okay. I just want to throw in the world. In five games, I might be able to come back to this. Yeah. And people be like, "Dang, Ethan knew what he was talking about." Mm-hmm. You might not even know who this is. You know who Tommy Trimble is, the tight end for the Panthers. I don't remember from last Dude. year. He did. He got a touchdown on us last year. I feel like I don't know what it is, man. Hey, where is he from? Do you remember? Oh, I can't. See, I remember him from college because um, he was a, a guy they picked yeah, up or something. Yeah, I remember when he was coming into the NFL. He played at Notre Dame. That's what it was, yep. But I think they could use him a lot more at H-back and tight end. That's that's how I remember them. They said they were going to use him in crazy positions, yeah. yeah. You got Ian Thomas who just signed a contract but has always been more of a blocking guy. He's a blocker, yeah. Look, I ain't going to talk about it more, but – Tommy Trimble is a dude I feel like Maybe. may get, you know, 50, 70 touches at the end of the he, year. He need, he, he, they need anyone else touching that ball besides Chris McCaffrey to keep him alive. That's what I'm there. saying, so, man. <laughs> hey, let's find another superstar possibly with the old Trimble. But, no, I actually, you had some really interesting picks. I liked the old ETN and, and Trimble and, and Noah Fent there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with the most. But I like those guys. Uh, now we're going to keep this thing going to the – Biggest disappointments uh, of the year. This is the same kind of way, team and player. Uh, this one's this one was hard because I, I I was a little in the air with the team. I didn't want to use my bias again, um, but I just thought about it real hard. It just feels with everything that's happened in camp, he's out of camp right now. You know who I'm talking about? The goat. I just I think the Bucks are going to be the biggest disappointment this year. And when I, I say you. when I say biggest disappointment, I'm talking I'm not talking about them okay. missing the playoffs. I'm talking about them. Okay. A big disappointment for them is not winning the division. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, big disappointment for the, for Context them is not making matters. the NFC Championship. You yeah. know, that's a big disappointment for them. You know, not making the Super Bowl is a big disappointment. So when I was thinking about it like that, I was thinking, all right, well. If it was Saints were to win the division, wouldn't that be a pretty big disappointment? Oh yeah. Say that I think. I think they're going to be the worst team in the playoffs this year. They're still going to have 10, 11 wins, but yeah. I think they'll be the seventh seed, uh, and I think that will consider, be considered the biggest disappointment when it comes to a team. Oh, dude, I think if they don't win a Super Bowl for them, that's a disappointment. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, what do you look at as a disappointment? Sure, you can look at the the, the Giants and, and say that they're two, two wins again, that you could say it's a big disappointment. Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
man, people think they're going to win probably like six games, but I mean, that's not nothing crazy. So I think I'm going to, I'm leaning into the bucks here. Uh, I think they'll be good. I don't think they're going to be horrible. I think they'll be a good team. They might even beat us once. I think we got to beat them twice if we won the division, but uh, want to win the division. But um, I think that they just slightly fall off. The offense isn't as lethal. The defense is going to start giving up a little bit more on the run, I think. Uh, they, uh, they did add a couple of players that I like. Um, and uh, But, hey, we'll see. Uh, I think they – now I'm just going to kill this point. Bucks all the way. I think they're going to be the biggest disappointment this year. I got you. Yeah. I got you. That's interesting, man. Look, yeah. I don't hate it. Um, my biggest disappointment, I got two teams. Okay. Broncos, number one. Oh, okay. Look, they just – you get Russ, I get it, but also you got a first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. All right, you got a quarterback who is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Let's not get it twisted. Dude's amazing. But he's also out of his prime. Yep. Hasn't looked exactly like Russ the past, I'd say, you know, 14, 15 months. Yep. Only thing I'm going to say to that is that he did not want to be in Seattle. Yeah. So. And I and I get that. But also, like, not it may not be a big deal, but, man, he's starting to, like, you know, the less ride. Like, yeah, yeah. You're seeing him get a little memeable, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, he's very memeable. Some players late in their career, man, want to chase a bag. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of winning. You know, but he's already got his, his his trip. Maybe that was enough for him. That's yeah. what – and, you know, they could also be really good. But I just – I feel like they're closer to being a disappointment. Mm-hmm. You lost Tim Patrick. I could easily see That's them – a tough one. Yeah, I could see them having some more injury troubles. Now they don't know a fan either, so you're running thin at, at yeah. skill players. What all you got is Jerry and Cordet, um, Cortland uh, Sutton. Cortland Sutton. So yeah, I do like Javante yeah. Williams, but I do like the running backs. Which good. it's kind of the same thing. Their disappointment could be them winning, them going nine and eight. Yeah, yeah. Because you know everybody's talking. Oh, they, they should you be the favorite in the division. You yes, no, nah, they're yeah. not. I can promise you they're not going to win it. They're not going to win that division. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, and then the Cardinals, man, I'm just not a big Cliff Kingsbury I like that. or Kyler Murray fan. Yep. I got to see the shit to believe it. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're going to be 7-1, and 6-1, mm-hmm. look like everybody's going to be talking yep. about the Cardinals' historic <laughs> start <laughs> offensively to the season. <laughs> yep. And then the last – eight or nine games of the year, right. they're going to be just terrible. Like, I just – I don't know, man. Oh, I, I'm just not a big fan of them. I like that. I like that pick. I, Marquise Brown I don't think was a terrible pickup. But he's – Well, he's in jail now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then D-Hop is D-Hop. Yep. A.J. Green is – D-Hop's out for the first eight games. Yeah, exactly. So. And then A.J. Green is old. I mean, no Zach starter. Ertz is – he's fine, but he's – not I think prime. he's 31, 32. Yeah, he's not prime anymore. Can't really stay healthy mm-hmm. besides last year. You know, James Conner had a a good year, but. James Conner was a good fantasy buy, but. Then again, you know, he, that might have been his second, like, <laughs> actual good year in the NFL. In the NFL yeah. So, he still, to me, isn't fully proven as a no, guarantee. No, he isn't proven or nothing, though. But, yeah, I'm just. Either of those two, I'm leaning more toward the Broncos because the Cardinals, it's kind of expected for them to have a, you yeah, know, a uh, 
second half of the year fall off. Yep. Yep. I just got to see them get off that cliff. I like that. No, hell, I'm I'm, I'm not even going to uh, disagree, argue, or nothing. I think those were very solid picks. It even dies perfectly into my player, honestly. And I don't hate the guy. I've been a, I've been trying to be a fan of him since he's been drafted a couple of years ago. I'm leaning on the player I'm leaning on is you just said the name, Kyler Murray, man. I just hey, I just right back at you. You know, I just don't I wrote I, the same thing. I gotta see it to believe it, man. Kyler is one of those guys you look at and you just you're you tell yourself, like, my God, he has everything you could want. He can run, he can pass, he's got an arm, he's got accuracy, but And dude, to be so small, like mm-hmm. he has probably the best spiral in the league. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. And, just throwing the ball deep, he mm. might be the best, like, accuracy-wise deep sling passes. He can sling But he just is so – he makes terrible decisions late in games. Mm-hmm. He has – there's no consistency with yep. him. It's like like if he was a basketball player, mm. he would only score fast break points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he yeah. – he can't slow down the game like Mm-mm. like Aaron Rodgers can make the game move at his, his speed. His pace, exactly, exactly. Yeah. He needs Aaron's to learn. A master Tom's the master at that. Yeah. you know. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you on Kyler. Oh, Kyler. Yeah, we'll see about him. You know, I've I've, I've always respected him, even in college. Uh, that year he had in college when he won the Heisman was like one of the craziest quarterback seasons I've ever seen. When it comes to just pure skill on a football field, I've never seen anybody run that fast. Besides, you know. Lamar, but he was faster than Lamar. It felt like, um, you know, I'm, I've never been a collar hater, but I'm a I'm a collar. Uh, Plus, he just got just got a contract, man. I mean, and then they had they had homework in it, and they took the homework out. It's like what? Yeah, it's like that shouldn't even be in there. But you know, Kyler's just one of those guys. He just plus, man, Cliff Kingsbury just. I don't like that guy. No, I, I, I was going to say that. I think half of it's probably that scheme, too. Yeah. I mean, I hate that scheme that they play. It does not work. It's no, it's college football. This mm-hmm. is the NFL, y'all. We got to get some real football out here. Maybe they change it up. I doubt it. But um, they, they've been riding on that King, Kingsbury train for a minute. So maybe they maybe they see something we don't. I I, haven't, I don't know. I don't know. After going, what, they start the season last year? What did you, like 7-0, 8-0? I think something they were crap? like. Six and one or Some shit like six that. and two, something. It's like it's like they good. The team's good, but they gotta figure out how to get They're so the one dimensional. Like Yes. They cannot run the ball. And their defense couldn't stop the run last their year. Their whole thing is making people catch up to them. Mm-hmm. When to win to win the long game, you gotta make people slow down yep. to you. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, there's three minutes left in a game. You don't want to get that ball back, you know. Yeah, they're gonna beat unless themselves. You're the, unless a you're lot. the pit, uh, the damn bills and the Chiefs and you give it back to each other every thirty seconds, but you know, besides that, you got you got to learn how to win a game. And plus, you it just lose, doesn't feel like they know how to win. Yeah, and then you lose Chandler Jones, so the team itself, I just don't think is going to be as great. Yep. Yeah. What JJ is JJ still there? Yeah, but JJ at this Barely point, played. yeah, at this point, first he's first a run stopper. Yeah. He's yeah. He ain't no pass rusher no more. Uh, but yeah, I think we definitely agree on the the biggest. Player disappointment, team disappointed as well. Um, but I think uh, I think that's gonna do it for us, my man. Oh, yeah. Hell of a first episode back, bro. Hey man, it was awesome. Like I said before, I'm glad to be doing it. Yes, we're gonna give y'all some quality content. Yes, you know we just getting started. Just getting dang started. You're damn right, brother. Damn right. Well, I guess I'll just end this thing up real okay. quick for us. 
Uh, like I said, I hope y'all all enjoyed this episode of The Pound Perspective. And for all you that stuck around, y'all get to hear the special announcement before anyone else, before I even post it on social media. Hopefully next week, not hopefully, it is guaranteed that we will be doing a live stream on YouTube. It is a fantasy football special, The Pound Perspective, fantasy football draft. It's a special little thing we got. We're looking about 10 to 12 players, uh, or teams, I mean, um, in this uh, little event, you know. Uh, we're just going to have some fun with it. We're going to do a live stream, get a good big board here in, uh, in the podcast studio, and we're going to have special guests, Nolan Lee and Carson David Morris here as acting officers of the league, you know, to, to help us with the podcast or in the live stream. So be on the lookout there for that. We're going to put out promos. We're going to put out uh, posts on social media to let you all know. So, you know, stay on the lookout August 28th. No time set yet, but August 28th is the day. That's Sunday. All right, y'all. I hope y'all are ready for that, but just going to end this up for y'all. If y'all got to get in contact with us, NateDogProductions.com, two Gs, uh, or follow us. Uh, it's all in the description below on Spotify and uh, on the website and wherever you listen to your podcasts, y'all. But I think that's going to do it for us. Ethan, got anything else to say, my man? Look, we, me and Nathan's been working hard. Yes, we got a lot of stuff planned out to experiment with this year. You know, we're going to try some stuff out. and Yes, I'm glad know, you said that. Y'all just be brutally honest. With yes, us. damn right. But, we could take some advice. But we're trying. Yep. And hopefully, you know, we – hopefully y'all like this stuff as much as we like making it. Yep. And I'm excited. Yes, I know sir. he's excited too, so. Hell yeah, You man. know, we're going to get it going. Hell yeah. Appreciate it once again. Hope y'all enjoy it. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports.